everyone has a story to share that shapes the very foundations of who we are. And sometimes these stories become obstacles that we can't move past and we find ourselves stuck. A Modern Shaman is an original podcast series that shares these stories, the shit we all go through and the ability to overcome it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and become inspired as we share and find comfort in the stories that connect us. Join your hosts, Shaman Isabella and Kimberly Harlan, each week on A Modern Shaman as they explore ways for you to discover healing, growth, and joy. Learn how letting go of trauma can open up a world full of beauty that awaits us all. So, can we ask you, what's your story? This is A Modern Shaman. Morning. Morning. Hey. Hey. We have been in it Are to win sure? it for two months. That's, uh, that went fast. Didn't it though? Yeah. Life goes fast. My wedding will be here before you know it and I will be no longer single. <laughs> Are you okay? All right. I know. Okay. I know. I know. I know. I know how you feel. I know. It's weird. Especially because you're married. It doesn't make any sense. And you love your husband madly. The way you say it, you would think you didn't. Well, so we've been together for 11 years and um, I went as long as I could without getting married. But there there was a financial benefit to doing it. So we did it. That's what it came down to. But so horrible. Fucking unromantic. That is horrible, right? It's like the most unromantic thing I've ever heard. But but the reality is... That um, we, you know, we actually did get married in Peru by shaman in Cusco, high in the yeah, Andes. Yeah, no, I was going to say, but that was, that's like, super romantic. Yes, and I, I understand, uh, but it all happened like in five minutes. It was a total surprise to me. Michael had this thing planned out. I did not see it coming. All I know is all of a sudden we're at a hotel in a courtyard and people are gathering around us. And I'm like, what is going on? And... <laughs> And he starts this big, long speech, and I still don't understand what is happening. And at a certain point, someone yells out from the crowd that's gathered around us, just ask her, just ask her. And I'm like, what? Ask me what? Get on your knee. Get on your knee, Michael. The crowd is heckling him (laughs) because he's long-winded. So he goes, should I get on my knees? And I'm like, no, don't get on your knee. And now I'm like figuring it out. And he gets on his knees, so then I get on my knees, and <laughs> we're both on our knees, and he says the sentence, yeah, and I said, yes, and then the shaman are right there. Um, they were husband and wife also um, from the Kiro tribe, and they just swooped in. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing jeans, and... I love it. And a, you know, perfect. And a T-shirt, and I don't know what the hell they said. You know, I don't know if it was in Spanish or Quechua. I don't know what they oh, were speaking. Oh, it was in Quechua. So I, sure. I didn't understand any of it. It was perfect. And it was done in five minutes. Humphrey, Humphrey. Yes, it was. Get you on. You have to say it with the in your back of your throat. Get. Okay. Well, can you do it? I can. Get you on. There it is. I did it. Get you on. So yeah. anyway. Anyway. Um, you're married. To, I, I totally understand why you are doing it. Because I've asked you, why are you doing it? Um, to honor the relationship. And I get that. For the commitment. I mean, I always thought marriage was a one-time thing. And 
you know, well, there's where you went you, wrong. <laughs> there's, there's where you were mistaken. My, my, both of my parents were married three times. Yeah. So I didn't, my mom, I never got that message again and never really brought anyone over and never, it was very interesting to watch her. My sister, Lisa, I think has been married four or five times, although this last one was like 30 years. And then I really, you know, it was a, it, I hate to say it was a bad marriage, but it was, I was a child. I was literally, literally a child. I just watched, um, (gasps) oh, have you seen Daisy and the Six? Don't know what that is. Oh my! I've not gosh. heard of it. I'm just trying to still get through the Oscar nominations. Oh, the Oscars we could talk about too. The Oscars well, were we last night. We gotta get back so to Angel. So. Step it up. Gosh. Yes. Anyway, Daisy and the Six. Daisy <laughs> says this, and we do have Angel in the studio today at the Modern Drama Restaurant, which is now our studio on Monday mornings. But anyway, Daisy is. I don't want to ruin it for you guys. So I won't tell what happened, but she said, they said, what did she say? They said I was naive, but I was a child. And it made me want to cry because I always thought of myself as naive. I was a fucking child. And it has taken Luis years of telling me, you were a child. You were not responsible. I'm all about no victims, only volunteers, take full responsibility for your past, for your story, for who you are. And that 14-year-old child inside of me who you, you know, when we talked about the 11-year-old story and you said, you know, your poor baby. And I'm like, no, she's fine. I've done all kinds of healing work and and she likes being empowered with her story. And by she, you mean you. Yes. And by she, I mean my 11-year-old who has her own personality. Yeah. and uh, same with the 14-year-old woman who got married, woman, child, Again. and, you know, decided to have this whole family yeah. and, and then decided when he died when I was 26 to say, not Louise, that's it. No, the, no, my first the husband, married. the man I married, died. Um, hmm. So, you know, that story will get told one day, but back to this idea of, of not letting your story define you allowing your story to make you who you are, but not having to go back over it again and again and again. And, uh, and then having this beautiful man come into my life when I was 37, I think we met. Mm -hmm. And I decided at that moment I'd marry him, Mm -hmm. but it just didn't happen. And we went back and forth and I left him many times and not because he wasn't a good guy, but just because he couldn't say, I love you. And I needed to hear it and I could feel it. And I knew he did. But I needed those words, and and we just needed to go through time. what we went through exactly. Yeah. And now here we are, twenty five years later, and we're Damn. going to be married. In October. You know, I, I have a similar story, and we should we should compare and contrast our one day, yeah, husband stories. But um, everything that you're saying about your story, um, not letting it define you. Of course, you, we all have them. That's what makes us human beings. But um, we wanted to jump back and bring Angel back as a guest. She was with us last week. So if you didn't listen to that one, start start back. Um, circle or back. start here and go back there. Oh. I do have to say, though, I do have to call myself out. So last week, 
things. Because, okay, here's what happens to me. I move so fast. I get downloads of creative ideas. I blast out as many as I can. And whatever is meant to stick does and whatever isn't doesn't, right? So I'm moving so fast that I don't realize last week when we are doing the podcast and I'm making the full moon fire ceremony for people to follow (laughs) that you weren't going to hear it until before. You weren't going to hear it until today because we're a week ahead, which is freaking amazing for me to be a week ahead. But I want to apologize to our listeners that you didn't get it last week and you're going to get it this week and keep it because I do that every fire, every full moon, every ceremony. So what you get to hear if you go back and listen is a full moon fire ceremony and you can use it again and again and again because there is no such thing as time. And that full moon, it comes every 28 days. And full moon will be back. Yeah, but now we have uh, pulled a card from the Good Vibes deck as we introduce Angel and the card is... Angel, why don't you read it? Breathe in the beauty (laughs) of who you are. Breathe out judgments. How perfect for this show. So just to get us all back up to speed, um, Angel has, uh, is someone I met a few months ago, um, become a lovely friend. I've learned a lot from her. Angel is transgender, and we were just talking kind of about what does it mean to be a woman and, um, and, and what does it mean to be transgender? What does it mean to be transgender and what is gender transition? mean uh and what is it like to go through and and i'm i think we all have questions and angel you probably had a lot of questions from the (laughs) beginning too oh no definitely yeah um and it's kind of just a matter of like figuring out what you want to do with your life that's like the case for anyone um but like trans specifically i feel it's um i don't know it's more so just like geared towards what makes you happy what makes you feel most fulfilled um, but yeah, gender transition is, is different for everyone. Um, for most cases, it's like hormone replacement therapy, um, or it's like surgeries or whatever it may be. For, but for some people, it's simply just identifying as, as who they are or, or what they feel. So, so you could be transgender. Thanks for the chips, Kim. No. <laughs> get it stuck in my throat. They're so delicious. Please come down to the Modern Shaman Restaurant and get yours today. Um, uh, so you could not have surgery and be called transgender. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's just that kind of plays into more of so of like not wanting to conform towards like the like eurocentric standards of what a woman should look like um and also it kind of creates space for just for like that generation and the generations to come that women can look like anything and you can be masculine you can be um overly feminine and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with with presenting as who you are um it's interesting you say that because i've always felt really masculine i've never felt very feminine and luis because he's a big guy has always made me feel really feminine. And he always says, my God, Isabel, I can't believe that you feel that way because I see you like as so feminine, like overtly feminine. To me, you're just all femininity. 
And it's so crazy how we see ourselves or judge ourselves as like, but I'm 5'11 and I'm big and I'm kind of have masculine. I don't know. It's just because I'm, you know, I, I, well, yeah, because I'm an Aries and I, well, I'm a Gemini, but Aries rising. <clears throat> and I, you know, get out there and do what I got to do. And Definitely. And that kind of plays into like um, what gender dysphoria is. Because a lot of girls or just a lot of trans people in general, like, don't really feel aligned to, like, where they're going with their transition. And I know I struggle with that a lot as well, too. Like, some days I just don't feel as, like, like feminine or I just feel very, like, uh, I hate saying this, but I just feel very, like, butch or just very, like, not in tune with where I want to be with my transition. And I kind of, like, pick at myself a bit and, and get down on myself. But I also have to realize, like, like this transition is honestly never-ending. Like, I'm going to be constantly going through cycles of feeling great about my gender and feeling a bit uncomfortable about it but that's also part of growing with it and kind of really understanding who I am and yeah. just like the way I see myself and I guess I have to kind of acknowledge the balance and and accept the balance within that like the masculine and the feminine energy but we all have that Definitely. right we all have yeah. masculine and feminine traits and sometimes one is more than the other. I remember that first group I took to Peru in 2009, and I wasn't sure. I had just started all of this shaman stuff and, and turning my home into the Orange County Healing Center and all that. And I didn't really know why I was taking the group to Peru. I just knew I had to go at New Year's. So I had to be there in 2009. And the group I was taking, we had to go from 2009 into 2010. And whatever energy I was carrying or whatever it was I was doing that I was unsure of, that had to be. We had to be there for New Year's. We had to do ceremony at the Temple of the Moon, in the with the blah, blah. And, and this kind of, I don't know if she was psychic or whatever, at the Alchemy Conference came up to me and she said, the reason you are doing this is because you are balancing the masculine and feminine energies on the planet. And I was like, what? That's a, that's a big that's responsibility. A, what are you talking about? She said, you're teaching people how to balance the masculine and feminine within themselves. And you're doing that in Peru because it is the belly of the mother at the Temple of the Moon, exactly at midnight on New Year's because of this balancing that the planet needs to get into alignment with. And I, I still am like blown away by that statement and I did it. And then I went back mm -hmm. in 2020 because I felt it was the 10 year anniversary and we needed to do it again. We had on that trip, me and another woman and two guys. I wanted to say Peter, Paul and Mary, but there was a Mary and there was a Peter. And then Ken <laughs> and me, I guess I was Barbie, but you know, and then the last time I went, it was just, uh, me and another guy who was a good friend of mine. So back to what you're saying, honey. I struggle with that masculine and feminine. So of course you're going to. And of course you sharing that right now as uncomfortable as you were doing that. You helped so many other women and transgender be okay with their masculine and feminine. Definitely. And it's just, it's just being honest. Like These are things that we can't. We can run from, but I feel like standing in that truth and acknowledging it gives us the power back so people can't use it against us. Because a lot of people like to, like, their first argument towards trans people is, like, poking holes at their just gender identity. But I feel like acknowledging that and standing in that truth gives you complete power over 
be anything like that. Yeah. So you're kind of um, fortunate in a way. I feel like your generation versus mine, you have had a role model or two that has been very visible. And so, like, um, who who do you feel are are there any people that you feel like have um, gone through the, the transgender process and been made it any easier for you, or, or at least, you. Or, or or just thought, you know, this yes, this is a thing that that can happen. It happened for that person. It can happen for me. Yeah, definitely. I I feel like I've looked up towards um, just like older trans women, like. Especially that are in the spotlight with Laverne Cox and stuff like that. That's the one. Laverne um, Cox. She's so oh, gorgeous. She's phenomenal. Gorgeous. Like 10 out of 10. But um, <laughs> also, too, I had a, a best friend, which is now my ex partner. Um, but she was starting her transition around the same time I was as well. So having her alongside me and kind of figuring that out with one another was very beautiful. And it was also like, it took a lot off of both of our shoulders because we were both going through the same experiences just at different times. Um, so we were able to like mm-hmm. talk each other through everything and kind of help each other out with what we were facing. Um, so I feel like that made things a lot a lot easier for me as well. So you had support even just one-on-one in a friend, yeah. um, a person that you can call a friend and, and um, you know, is, is support important? Um, for you, do you, do you like continue to, to get support? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I I feel like I've found a lot of strength in myself um, as of recent as well, too, especially after my surgery, um, with just kind of being fine and being alone, being fine and, and kind of figuring out things for myself and, and what I want. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a process. And yeah, it's, there, was this, yeah. there was this question, oh. and I really... Um, it, it's a fascinating question to me. So, uh, what is gender? Gender euphoria. Yeah, and no, and this one. Gender <laughs> dysphoria. Dysphoria. So, there we go. What is gender dysphoria um, and gender euphoria? So, the what way does that mean? Gender gender dysphoria is, is actually like a medical term that is used to like diagnose. I say that with like quotations. Um, trans people with like the urgency or the need to seek like trans or gender affirming care, which is like hormone therapy and like um, counseling for them and and the surgeries and stuff like that, which can be covered through insurance um, or certain insurances. Now. Yeah. yeah. Guys are so lucky. No, that's, that's gorgeous. It's so accessible. Yeah. yeah. Um, But again, what I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not clear on it. So, so yeah. So Um, it's, it's it's, when, Basically, the way we, we perceive our, or we perceive um, gender itself, is it's through our hormones. So our hormones regulate the way we um, view ourselves, the way we view other people as well. Um, so the way, like, trans people's brains work, they feel opposite of, of where they are on the spectrum. That makes sense, yeah. Um, and so that's where the medical term, or that's how they diagnose gender dysphoria, um, so, so it's based on hormones, based, which is a, yeah. a physical... What does dysphoria thing? actually mean? Do you mm. want me to Google it? Uh, <laughs> your phone like, is on. I think it's yeah. uncomfort or just like... I know because there's like body dysmorphia. There's like... Because that's what I, I think. I think I'm picking up the dysmorphia. And, and, I, and, and so I'm trying to, you know, 
we know that you wrote these questions for us to ask. So what was it that you were wanting to get through with this comment about dysmorphia? Oh, I'm sorry. Dysphoria. Dysphoria and very simply um, is a noun under the psychiatry category. It means a state of unease or generalized dissatisfaction with life. Simple. Okay. So it means a dissatisfaction with life. And so you go to the doctor in hopes that this doctor is going to help you with affirmation. Definitely. And and also just like um, helping you just like flesh out these ideas. And and, because it's very taboo, like especially like coming up in like a very like Hispanic populated area. It's very taboo to talk about like wanting to transition or wanting to do these Mm -hmm. things. So like seeking out help, even if it is just like your friend or medical professionals, like getting that fleshed out and being able to get that off your chest and, and kind of explore the opportunities that are that are present for us now. I feel like it's it's so major. It's so major for yeah, everyone. Absolutely. Because it's yeah. it's making it accessible for a lot of people who didn't have that access or privilege before. So and so the euphoria crazy. would just be that the doctor said yes or that the I feel like the euphoria comes from within just like being pleased with yourself and, and completely changing the dysmorphia to something that is like, I don't know. It's just like, Beautiful. it's insane. Yeah. It's Beautiful. euphoria. It's like, it's almost like a trip. Just like seeing yourself like as authentically and close to who you've imagined yourself to be for so long. I love so that. it's just like, yeah. I love that. Crazy. So let's say crazy, crazy, crazy. we've got that. Right. And so what, what uh, um, the the how to how to the pronouns that's it oh, the yeah. question about like yeah. how do we address and how do you know and how let's say you know I went up to someone and and addressed them improperly and felt ashamed or bad or you know like I feel like how to have that conversation when you screw up how do you fix it but first of all you know yeah let's talk let's talk about pronouns a little bit because. <laughs> Um, I, you've mentioned to me, for example, we, we don't have to get into family stuff at all, (laughs) but, but I know that there are older people in your life who continue to misgender you and, um, like, what does that feel like and, and how do you handle it? Um, a part of me is kind of like offended in a way because I just like, I want to be perceived the way I, I feel I perceive myself, which I know is, is impossible. Um, but also another thing. Part of me is also just kind of like, who cares? Like, good. Like, your yeah. perception of me isn't is my reality, isn't my truth. So, right on. like, you can think whatever you want to think, but Perfect. it's never going to change who I am and what I've been through. Right. Um, and wouldn't it be up to the actual person, like, how we address, like, how, like, when we met, right? And I said, do, you know, how would you like to be addressed? Mm-hmm. Is it she? Is it them? Is it they? Is it there? I think. It's probably, I don't know, I'm not, so I can't speak I feel like it. just straight up asking. It's like, like... Starting the conversation. Yeah, like, say for example, <laughs> like, um, I had a table, and they were just like, oh, and your pronouns as well? I would just be like, oh, she, her. And it's just, like, that simple. But also, like, oh. if you've misgendered someone, and they're like, oh, no, my pronouns are X, Y, and Z, whatever. Um, then it's just kind of like, oh, my apologies. And then yeah. just fix it, or just ask for their name, and just say their name if you can't. Use just, their proper yeah. pronouns. Like, just uh, respect it. Yeah. I think that that's it. Of course. 
Um, I love this conversation and I want to get to as many questions as we can. So what's the next on your list? Yeah. Maybe okay. where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years? Yeah. I, uh, mm, because you are yeah. just starting your life. Mm -hmm. um, you're you're uh, just, you know, in your early 20s and have your whole life ahead of you. Um, I know it's, it's like a heavy question. I, I got to say, you know, knowing you that I do, I'm super proud of you. You are pursuing a college education. You're working. Um, you know, you're, you're amazing and you're strong. What are you getting a degree in? I'm doing cosmetology and business. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What, what classes are you taking right now? Right now I'm taking English, calculus, and like a gender, um, like philosophy cap. Calculus. Calculus is beating me. Like, it yeah. is terrible. Calculus would beat anybody. No, and I'm using, like, <laughs> random, like, buttons on the calculator. And I'm like, I've never used this before. Like, the last <laughs> You're just was, pushing buttons? Yeah, like, the last time I took math was, like, junior year of high school. And I'm just, like, yeah. dumbfounded. Like, I'm completely lost. I love that they have a, a trans class. No, it's it's cool. It's I, I just started it, like, two weeks ago. And it's literally just, like, essays and journaling and discussion. And just like Beautiful. the way we That's explore great. gender through like history and stuff like that, it's pretty crazy. Um, are there under other transgender people in the class? Yeah, there's like uh, there's a trans dude, and then there's like two other trans girls in the class. Oh, cool. Hey girl, what's up? Oh, um, yeah, great. it's it's pretty cute. I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Um, so in so, five to ten years, yeah. I honestly don't like. I want to say, like, oh my god, like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I You're know like, I want you to ask me the question, no, but I don't want to answer it. No, it's a big question. A big I mean, question. you know, that's why I started to say it. At your age, the as they say, the world is your oyster, and you can take any direction. Mm -hmm. I, well, hopefully I have my degree and okay. everything going for me, and I'm working a silly little job pertaining towards that. But I, I hope to see myself just even more so content with what I'm doing and where I'm going. Um, and also just finding a lot more support and love around me and people like worth keeping in my life um, that truly support who I am and what I want to do. I love that. I love that keeping people in my life. So being that this show is a modern show, women's stories to enlighten and inspire women of all, you know, it could be a man that's more in touch with his femininity or wants to know more about his femininity. It could be a trans woman. It could be a, a one of us. It could be, you know, whatever. How do we take that idea? And I lost my train of thought, which I just love about myself. But what was it you just said that I was going to touch on? What, do you remember what you were just saying? Like, well, about not be not really not knowing, and that's <clears throat> that's the whole right the key, it's, you know, tri trip about taking this journey that we've chosen here to, to come here and, and yeah, to, that, that was uh, it. It was like doesn't matter what where you're coming from. We all have this feeling. We all yeah. feel this way, but nobody tells you that. So we're telling you that. No, we're telling I, you that, Angel. I'm like that I don't. Yeah, just like, why have y'all been lying to me this whole time? I know, for yeah. sure. Right? Nobody has and it we, figured yeah, out. No one knows Nobody. what they're doing. We do not have it figured out. Absolutely not. It's kind of and, freeing uh, when you just 
get that when you understand that and you can be okay with it. Well, Angel, I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. I appreciate it. And we, uh, there was something you said in the last show that I would love to talk about with you, Kim, next week. And it's living your life as a lie. How many women do this? And it'll go right into that aging, you know, how we want to talk mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Okay. aging, how we're aging. How's that? All right, everybody. Come back next week. We'll be talking about living our lives as a lie. The, uh, the, what we've witnessed like, with our mothers and our grandmothers. And then how generationally yeah. it's changed and yeah. how it'll be so different for our daughters. Well, because we aren't living our lives as a lie anymore. Really. Oh, well, that's the thing. Really. But, but our boy did our ancestors. Oh, yeah. Wackadoodle us. We came in. Wackadoodle us. We came in at a good time. All right, kids. Not until the next time. time, we love you all. Peace, love, and light. We did not get to the Oscars, but I have to say everything, everywhere, all at once. Killed it. Gorgeous. Yeah. They got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's I am. So gorgeous. Uh, I know we're ending, but I just got to say they, that movie, I I it. I was like, what the hell is this thing? I can't believe this thing got made. What's going on? And then in the last 10 minutes, I was like, what? This Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Which is what Jim Carrey's been saying since he made Man on the Moon and 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 became and Andy Kaufman and and had right. you know right. realized that so nothing matters. Nothing matters. It's all an illusion. Except love. Because love is all there is. Oh, I feel a song coming up. I know, I know. Love lift us up where we belong. Okay, wasn't that song? <laughs> Ew. Ew. No, that's so, from Moulin Rouge, and then they go on with the love is a many splendid thing. And never mind, it's for another show, another day. We love you all. Until the next time. All right, have a good Bye. week. Bye. Peace.